Hey, I'm Brian. Welcome. I'm, J- I'm Jane Austen. <laughs> and I love Hallmark Jane Austen movies. I'm not doing Hey, it. I'm Brian. I'm uh, not Jane Austen. I'm doing Brian doing Jane Austen. I like Hallmark Jane Austen movies. I'm Dan. Do it. I'm not in the mood today. Dan, do it. No. Do it. I'm Dan. Yeah. No, do it. Oh, I'm Dan. yeah. I'm, I'm Brian doing Brian doing a British accent. <laughs> Jane Austen. I'm, I despise Jane Austen movies. <laughs> and this is, is the Take the Hallmark Podcast. Take the Hallmark, it's his podcast. Brandon and friends host this podcast. We hope you like this jolly podcast. Actually, this is hard for me. Wow! It is Hello. Just crazy that Brian hated oh, not wearing these hats so much that he stayed at home to not have to wear them. He literally I had a this was going to happen. He literally was like, "We're doing another Jane Austen movie. I'm not wearing the hats." Well, the thing is, is he literally just climbed out of the hat. So to, to, yeah, you so to, to jump back the, in yeah. it, the chiropractor bill from wearing that hat is just through the roof. You were just you can't keep doing this. No, you can't. You can't. That's right. So you just had to take a take a week and stay at home, right? Yeah, yeah. I just I got a back brace on. I'm just getting get everything. Where are you right now? Well, like in a three uh, four season porch area in the back of the house. A four season porch. So is there's no climate control in there? Uh, there are a couple of vents, but you can't control them for this room. They, they just, just put them in to laugh, laugh at you. <laughs> be honest. Be, yeah. be honest, Brian. Did you put that single picture on the wall just for this? There was a different picture there, and I said, I'm going to change it out real quick. You know what that is? That's Nolens, baby. That's a photo from Nolens. <laughs> Clearly a big uh, part of your life with that 8 by 12 up there. Brian's actually auditioning <laughs> for the two. Uh, are they two- wallet sizes? <laughs> <laughs> Brian's actually auditioning for the Tuesday to Friday hosting gig at The Daily Show. Go ahead and give us uh, that tight uh, five on uh, on voting and stuff. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, get your bleep button ready. Please. All right, make, make uh, them big, so, Aaron. This is going to be good. good People stuff. on file are going yeah. to see Oh, I can almost see. Is that a nativity? No, it's Nolens. <laughs> yeah, Nolens out in the streets there, Nolens. So when, when, you know, I was out there at the booth the other day, uh, get this, um, had my hat real low, like, so. Is he doing and, a spoken you know, word? What is it that by. you're doing? Uh, I'm ramping up. I'm ramping up to it, yeah. Uh, and so I says to the guy, I says, get this, um, he, you know, he just wasn't paying attention. He's, he's walking on by. And so I go, Hey, Hey, Hey man, um, who are you voting for? Uh, I got, um, what's that getting in my ear? I think that was all, that's all my time. That's all the time I have. That um, is the most time. Panda thing you've ever done. That's uh, and I love I loved every second of it. Apparently, it's like also like the Roaring Twenties version of the Daily Show. I says to the guy, I says he says he says, what are you doing over there? I loved it. Great work. We miss you here, but the fact that you wouldn't wear your hat that we did send home, we said that's a that's a no a no play. A little much, no play. Much. Um, The sick kid, fine. No hat, get out of here. How about the uh, how about the Super Bowl? How about everything I uh, said was going to happen happened? How about that? I said on the pod to take the Chiefs and the under of. Christian McCaffrey rushing yards, and I would have been right. I was right on both of those. Had I bet it, I would have been right. I didn't bet it. 
unfortunately. And if you would have bet Coward. on all the things that I told you to bet on, you, you would have also lost a lot of money. Yes. No, I made one. I got. I Taylor said. That, I said the Chiefs are going to win. That Kelsey's going to quit and Taylor's going to propose on the field. Yeah, you did. Go ahead, Aaron. What? I was just very excited for a proposal, and it never happened. Aaron refused to leave my house and, until <laughs> everyone's filing out, and yeah. she's like, "No, nope. there's I a chance. There's a chance. a chance." Yeah, finally at like two a.m., Brand was like, "You yeah, have, have to, to leave. Go. Gotta go, buddy." <laughs> it's not happening. I came back downstairs, what and she's she, still sitting in front of the back TV. Out there afterwards, and she did propose, and nobody knows about it. Yeah, what if it was at two thirty, exactly and you made right. me leave at two? Boy, mm. uh, oh. it's tough being right all the time. It's tough being right it all the time. Is. You know what I mean? But Travis didn't retire, so you're not that we know of. He says he plans to play next year. I don't think that's a hard anything. I don't think there he's got no. He does. He has no contract with listen, any team. That's exactly. Year. Listen, so, go, going out and saying uh, I, I to play retiring is, after you lose in the playoffs, like his brother did, is way different than retiring immediately after winning the second straight Super Bowl. You got to take your time on that. Yes, you yeah, got to, and you got to, you got to weigh your options. And I guarantee you, if if, if his brother comes over and he's like, hey, dude. We got a great opportunity at Philo to do a, a, a show or something like that, yeah. which we should actually talk to our we friends at Philo and be like, "Hey, sure, have you thought yeah. about this?" Um, then uh, you know, I think it would I think it would be a good idea, personally. But that's just it. me. Um, speaking of good ideas, let's talk about Love and Jane, the second of the Love You Wear Jane Austen edition movies uh originally aired this is love and jay and originally aired on february 10th 2024 and it went a little something like this we get a very long intro uh fondling the works of jane austen uh just looking at every book all the covers and the sides uh we then meet we meet lily who realizes she's running late to the Jane Society meeting that she heads up, she's uh, running late, and she realizes that she, in in her hurry, she forgot her book, and so she runs into the bookstore close by, bumps into a dude named Trevor. It does not go well. He says, "Sorry, that book is accounted uh, for from somebody online." Oh, these people with their websites and their email accounts and their Google addresses. I know it. And their uh, ISBNs. Yep. And their their typical bow ties. And their tiddly wings. Their their frayed jeans. And their waffle makers. (laughs) And their 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 ego waffles that don't need a maker. That's exactly right. Their hot pockets. Their Nintendo Power Gloves. Who are you describing? You've described... And their Sonic and Knuckles... And their See, road, Knuckles and is getting his own show. And their road maps. Yeah, they, yeah he is. is. My kids are going to be through the roof excited. Yeah. A little series. Yeah. Anywho, um, exactly what Dan said. The meeting of the Jane Society goes well, um, but she finds out that the bar that they've been meeting at is uh, getting ready to close down, and so where are they possibly going to meet? Could it be maybe the bookstore next door? I don't know. Let's find out. She goes to meet her boyfriend, Martin. We'll call him Marty. Um, who just does not like old-fashioned things. And uh, that's tough because that's basically Lily's whole deal is old-fashioned things. And so when he proposes to her, not on his knee, by the way, because that's old-fashioned. Of course. Um, drink. She's like, I don't need this. I got goals. And he's like, 
All right, well, you you haven't even published a book yet. And she's like, it's called a goal. And so she leaves. Okay. The next day, she wakes up to... Uh, what's happening? I love Jane. Thank you. Yeah. Philo.tv slash DTH. <laughs> That's good. It's the good stuff there. I feel like I'm living a lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, the hat wasn't it. <laughs> yeah. The hat is... Tr- I would wear this. Um, so, uh, anyway, she breaks up with Marty. The next day, she wakes up to a woman looking over her as she sleeps. It's Jane Austen. Um, and she's like, I guess I must be going crazy. So she runs to work. She works at an ad agency, and they have a meeting with a, um, per the synopsis, a tech billionaire. Billionaire! Um, his name is Trevor. He's the guy who also owns the bookstore. He runs a very successful app. But what he's trying to figure out is how do I really make this bookstore pop? And is there any way for me to use the bookstore to drive people to the app? If I only had like a billion dollars. Yeah, there's only way. So the ad agency is like, all right, we'll we'll think through this. Um, uh, specifically, Lily. Lily's going to give this uh, some thought. Um so like Jane Austen keeps showing up, uh, kind of like giving her advice and telling her, "Hey, you should finish your book." Being a being a real Marty, am I right? And um, also being like, "Hey, I th- is that your suitor over there?" Talk about Trev. Um, and gentleman like caller, gentleman caller, uh, gentleman caller, you're on the line. Hello. Hey, gentleman caller, how are you? I've been calling everybody in the neighborhood to ask them a series of questions. Go ahead. Do you have time to yield to a series of questions? We'll see what the first one holds. Go ahead. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, a, a Nissan Leaf. Likely story. All right. Thank you, gentlemen caller. Love I you. More questions I know. We'll get back you. to you throughout the show, I'm sure. Um, Is your refrigerator running? <laughs> Yes. Tell me. What do had, I got to do? You had better get after you it. Done it. <laughs> I better get after it. Uh, and so she's like, maybe he is my gentleman caller. I don't know. So obviously Hello. they started hanging out. She starts giving some thoughts on like, hey, what if the bookstore... Stayed bookstore with real books, all that stuff. And he's like, I don't know, digital hubs and stuff. (laughs) Um, And so she finally does a formal pitch on a bookstore and how it should continue to sell real books. Uh, Then she writes her, she finishes her book and she is on the cusp of publishing yes and um the company that is the most interested just got bought out and who do you think just bought it the tech billionaire and she goes to him and he she's like hey is the only reason why you bought that publishing company is because you want to publish my book because you're my gentleman caller Hello. Hey, gentlemen, caller. How are you? You got another one? I've got so many. Give me one. Hey, what are you wearing? <laughs> uh, green Dr. Homer shirt, some jeans. Likely I... story. All right. Thank you, buddy. Your hat is too small. Okay. <laughs> You're watching on Philo. You bet it. Wonderful. You have Prince Albert in a can. What? It's a joke. It's a tr- it's a prank call from a long time. Okay. <laughs> What's the punchline? You better let him out. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the gentleman calling. He's good. Jim, Jim Beam in the bottle. <laughs> yes. You'd better let him out as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about my water? Oh, do you have Aquafina in the water? <laughs> You could have just said Aquafina. She oh, said, you know, no, no, the Fina family thing. insists. Okay. Yes, you I do. You better let her out. <laughs> anyway, he's like, yeah, basically that's what I did. So she's a little bit mad. And so she, uh, they start having the Jane Society meetings at the bookstore. And um, she's like, I'm leaving. I'm giving all this up and I'm moving. And her, all of her friends are like, um, no, you're not going to leave. And then... Boom, Trevor walks in. He's like, hey, I want to be your gentleman caller. And she's like, hello. Yes. You said gentleman caller. I did. Do you have another one for me? Ring, ring. Knock, knock. Who's there? (laughs) Dwayne. Dwayne. (laughs) Dwayne who? (laughs) Dwayne who? Gentleman caller. (laughs) Gentleman. Dwayne the bathtub, I'm drowning. <laughs> and they kissed. And that, my friends, was Love and Jane. Love and Oh, we did How it. How about that? Oh, man. That's enough. That's as clear as crystal. I don't know what more you could want out of That's the right. synopsis. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Yeah. We're going to come back. We're going to break this movie down with four segments here on Deck, Deck the, the Hallmark. Hallmark. Uh, welcome back, everybody. We're talking about Love and Jane, the second of the Jane Austen Love You Weary flicks. Second already, huh? Second already. Flying Halfway by. there. Mm. Uh, we're living on a prayer. Uh, let's <laughs> start with the hot take. It is where we share exactly how we felt about this movie. We do not hold back. And I will start with the person who uh, hated this movie so much she did not come into work today. Brian, what did you think about Love and Jane? Uh I feel like it's all going to be downhill from here. Uh, I thought this was decent. I don't think I despised it as much as you guys office for for this one. Um, I, I really wish you were so I could have made it in. Uh, I thought this had some funny moments. Jane's commentary was really funny. I feel like that saved this movie. That was the shining light in this movie was that commentary from Jane, the things that she didn't understand about you know, the, the new cultural stuff and technology and whatnot. Uh, it was a little weird how um, Ben and Allison Sweeney's character and Trevor didn't seem to, like, go on a date or do it. Like, they talked and they hung out a little bit. They ran into each other a bunch, but they didn't really date or do stuff sudden were boyfriend-girlfriend. That was sort of just like, oh, okay, I guess they're there now. And so I go, I guess we just call uh, hey Brian, I'm going to cut you short uh, right there, yeah, buddy. Maybe cut you off real quick. Brian. Maybe um, uh, by the, all the yeah. feels, your internet will be better. But as of right now, uh, is, you, oh, you're tougher to listen to than you normally are. So I'm going to go. Oh my gosh! I uh, <laughs> kid. I love you. Um, I um yeah, I like this movie more than last week's movies. Um, that's all. Dan you liked it more than the Will Kemp one. Yeah, I did. Wow. I'm sorry. Are you serious? Yeah, I am. Not by a lot. Why? I, I don't know. <laughs> Less. It felt like we were closer to being done. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's like le- like I I okay per capita when it comes. To, uh, listen, one of my critiques last week was that I just don't like the garbs, and it automatically turns me off. It takes a while for Jane Austen to get introduced into this movie, and uh, per capita of the film, she's on it less than Will Kemp was with his garb, and so therefore, you're really I proud like this of per movie. capita right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I listen. When you worked as hard as I did at Harvard, uh, you tend to use words correctly. Um, so yeah, I like this one more, and I, you know, and I was purely on wardrobe, almost entirely. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I okay, uh, Br- Brian, did you like this one more than the Will Kemp one? No. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. I think it is at least marginally worse than every. What in literally every way, the two leads I thought had more chemistry in the last one than this one. I know Allison Sweeney and Ben Ayers have been in a bunch of movies together, mystery ones primarily. They didn't have. I'm actually much. getting a word. Ben Ayers has never been better. Really? Is that from Brian? Okay, <laughs> Brian. Yeah. That's what Brian said. I, would, um, no, I will say this: I would never. Ben Ayers. I, it's hard to explain He's if so... you never met this guy, but I I swear to you, I'm not joking. He looks even better in person. Than he does on film. It's unfair. I don't know how it's possible. I don't know what happens. He looks amazing in this movie. He looks amazing in this movie. He looks better in person, which is like everyone else is like, you know, when they're on TV, they got the makeup and they got everything. And it looks like they're, they're, they're the best. They're the best that they could possibly look. And then when you meet him in person, you're like, oh, they look more like a normal human being. You actually have your better in person. You have your top 10 ugliest hall stars in real life list. Ready to I go? do right. Locked and loaded here. Number one, Christopher. Pilo- no, wow. Uh, no, that guy. Are you kidding me? Uh, all I'm saying is this is I didn't all feel like I'm saying. The, the leads had any chemistry. I felt like this movie had no place to go and all day to get there. This guy is an actual billionaire making billionaires look like way better people than they typically or always are. Um, could have fixed a lot of the country's hunger and housing problem. And he's worried about scrapping to keep a bookstore alive. Do they say in this movie, if he's a billionaire or was that only in the synopsis from the previous show? Brian? Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't. I, they mentioned money. I don't remember if they said billionaire or millionaire. Well, you've moved to a point, better location. Congratulations. Yeah. What were you going to say? Thank you. I don't think they mentioned the movie because at one point, Brian uh, Brand did yell out, "Remember, he's a billionaire," and it was from the synopsis. Yeah, the the billionaire uh, part of it was tough. He might not be. I just I never. It felt like a very old Hallmark plot line of like. I was proposed to and hated this dude and left him and feel like I'll never find love or career or blah, blah, blah. And then Ayers shows up and then, you know, there's not really a story. There's not really much of a conflict, hardly aside from he bought the company that's going to publish your book. But even like what we're trying to get by the end of this, aside from these two crazy kids together, there's just nothing there. It's just, it lives and dies on their one ace in the hole, which is she sees ghost Jane Austen. And it is the most underused gambit I've seen in Hallmark in a long time. That should have been like a major part of the movie for her to start talking to Jane and people think she's crazy. All the stuff that goes along with seeing a ghost that we see in these movies. They did not do that. Three bed, two bath, one ghost did it 
way better than they do it in this movie. There's no one to root for. It just doesn't matter. And I, I hated it. I really, really, really hated it. And I'm hopeful that the next two are better. But paging Mr. Darcy is definitely a step or two or three up from this movie. You know what uh, someone uh, pointed out on social media was that n- they never once paged him last week. Never once in the hotel were Not like, a single page. Uh, paging, paging Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy, if you were coming to front of paging. Uh, it's time for uh, all the feels. I'm still working on fleshing that one out. When we write the sequel to our book, our super successful book, I'll be on for Christmas movies. Brand's hot take will be, I liked it better than paging Mr. Darcy. And that's, that's right. going to set the, the whole book on fire. It's a, it's a crazy take. I don't think it's that crazy. All right. I don't think it's that crazy. I didn't like the garbs and, um, <laughs> Will Carson breaches and you're like, I can't stand this movie. Yeah, by and large. And I really, really like looking at Ben Ayers. Yeah, no, yeah. listen, yeah. can't blame you there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and my feels, which we'll get to. Uh, it is time for all the feels. Uh, Brian, anything in this movie give you feels? The the part that did was when Ben was playing Mr. Darcy on, on the movie. <laughs> that felt like something we would do. Uh, and it felt very familiar and funny. I like that. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> better, better, but not great. Brian, when you listen back to this, you're going to see why we are unaffected we, by your words. We should have <laughs> given him a skip, but we, we should have given we, him a skip it. Yeah. We should have. We should have. He just asked for Aaron the skip do the it thing too. And and we, yeah. um, Mr. Wickham is a legend, uh, a character we didn't get nearly enough of. Mustache alone brought this movie up. He was wonderful. Um, I just have a dozen questions about him as a person. And um, you know what? I love, I love seeing a success story. You know, somebody who's, uh, who's fought the good fight, had a bar, is going to sell it, maybe make some money. It's an American dream. That's right. Other guy's a billionaire, could help him out. No problem. Mr. Wickham's the American dream. Love that guy. To I sell his bar. I love Mr. Wickham, and I want to see him in everything. Mm. Dan? Um... Yeah, there's a scene in Oppenheimer where they are... Uh, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> You're talking about Brink? Not going to do it. Talking uh, about Brink? No feels for me. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with the uh, the way what and the what the hallmark. Kieran's broken up. It takes. Check the, Check the hallmark. Uh, arc. Hey, Linda. I hope you're having a good day. Uh, Welcome back to Tech the Hallmark. Uh, I'm working through. uh, Brian is in the Blair Witch Project. If you'll just excuse him real quick as he shakes that camera. Don't mind me. Uh, It's time for uh, Wait What? Which we might say a couple times as uh, as Brian talks, depending on how much we can hear him. Looks like he's going Um, to a more analog approach of microphone. So we'll see how that goes. Yep. Okay. Like the breathing apparatus works. I love this. Okay, <laughs> we heard. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. All right. So my wait, what's if you're catching what I'm saying? Yeah. Here. So far, so, so good. Much uh, better. The, see, this is this is this goes right in line with um, with what she was arguing. Lily's arguing for it. I had on Bluetooth headphones. It was terrible. I've gone back to wired headphones. Backwards technology is much better. You don't need all this fancy stuff. This proves it, it right, right here. This proves it. Man, the bookstore um, looked like it. Well, it looked like the green room at Fox Carolina when Brand turned on the uh, hair dryer. Yeah, uh, yep. like 
that place looked like it was on fire and it needed some uh, needed like a wellness check in the stacks. That place was so smoky the whole time. <laughs> uh, like, what the heck was going on? Lily says everything that's wrong with the world started with the first website, and come just, on, like, she went. Yeah, she went hard. You went too hard. Tech. You went too she, hard. She yeah. Like, you can't back can't, that up. You can't. It's not. It's just. Not, it's just not true. She even used technology. She had her home assistant starting her music. She used a rideshare app. Like she used technology. You can't bash it and utilize it like that. Like it's just not. It's just such a a, a lame thing. Uh, the tech entrepreneur Ben he bought a bookstore to help gather da- data. Um, metadata <laughs> that would help drive traffic. Um, and just like, it just was so bad. It's such a bad use of um, the technology angle of like needing to gather more Intel, but need to do like boots on the ground to get that good Intel. It's like, you're not, you're not going to use tech to find out that readers like to read. Like you already you already know they like to read, you know, like you have, you have an app that gives you more data than a bookstore is going to give you. It was just such a frustrating use. Brian wants to close all the bookstores and ban all the books unless you're reading them electronically. That's what what I understood. Yeah, that's it. Especially if they're on fire like that. It's just not safe. Um, And so, yeah. And so the bookstore also just looked really boring. Yeah. Like it didn't look fun to be in. Uh, So that was a little, uh, that's another reason to get rid of all the bookstores. Yeah, of course. Wow. That's a hot take. Just cut that right there. Uh, Thank you, Brian. Glad we fixed the mic for that. No, you did great, yeah. Uh, I have a couple. One, at the Jane Society, there's a collection of people from all different walks of life, which is wonderful. And I I absolutely (laughs) believe that there are people from all walks of life that love the Jane Austen, including truckers. What I don't believe exists is a trucker hat that says, I love Jane. I don't, I just don't think it quite exists. I he think it should. trying to find the Jane Seymour <laughs> fan group. Yeah. I think it should exist. I think it should exist, but I just, I don't know. I'm just saying, I, I want it to. I'd wear it. No, I wouldn't. I think the point of that character is exactly what you yeah, said. No, I love the character. Jane Austen fans come in all shapes and sizes. Right. The I, I love Jane I trucker was, hat is a, is a notch too far. It's just a weird way to show that. Yeah. For a number of reasons. He got it custom made. And that's he got it custom made, but it is still a trucker hat for still a, a trucker. trucker. Yes. He is very a, on the nose. He is a trucker. If he's a hipster... Like, you know, that has beard flair and works and, and wears that hat. You're like, okay, he likes Jane Austen. But an actual trucker, trucker wearing trucker the hat trucker hat and scheduling his all of his road trips around the Jane Austen meeting where he shows up in the same outfit. I love Jane Austen trucker hat. I can be the, wrong. It's on Zazzle. So somebody, yeah, that's somebody, yeah, made, somebody that. made that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Amazon. Amazon. What is this? Oh, I, I love Jane Austen. Listen, I'm happy to be wrong. I, I want to live in a just world. just says I love Jane. Yeah. That that could be anybody. It could be any Jane. Yeah. It could be the one from the Maroon 5 album. It yeah. It could be any of them. Just the one with all the songs, the songs, songs about all her? about her. Yeah. Wow. But what I'm saying is, is my man shows up every meeting with the same outfit and hat on. Like, that's... He... I, there's probably I just I don't know I don't know about that guy. That's all I'm saying. Um, to your point, Brian, about using 
uh, a home assistant to play music. I let's try it. Alexa, play exquisite music. Whatever just played, email me. Because I don't think what will play is the music that played in this movie. I think it'll be some sort of exquisite dance music. Like something that's I, dance. I asked Spotify during the movie. Uh-huh. I asked Spotify, Google, to play exquisite dance music on Spotify, which is the exact thing she says to play. It did not play anything in the ballpark of what was because they this just movie. play a song that you would expect to hear in a Jane Austen movie. That's right. While they dance, but Spotify played like some te- high techno stuff. Yes, absolutely. Go Jane, which would have been funny if they just if they would have said play exquisite dance music and some sort of techno beat. Imagine the embodiment of Jane Austen hearing techno music for the first time. Come on. Just didn't do That's enough with that. Bit for didn't this do enough yeah. with it, uh, which is why I kind of like kept forgetting that the Jane Austen part of this movie was a thing. Like every time she'd pop up, it'd be like, oh yeah, we're doing the thing. Cause it wasn't enough about the thing that made it really stick out. That would have been a perfect opportunity to really like have some fun with it. And it didn't quite happen. Uh, like just proving her point about technology with Jane Austen, just constantly messing up with technology. You could have done something with that, but you know, what, what can you do Dan? Yeah. Two that you guys already said, but I want to touch on a little further. This bookstore, it is like, how can we try less to, to look and make a bookstore look like an active place where people want to be. We have a great, we have several bookstores in our town. We have a great one in downtown Greenville, M. Judson's. They are wonderful. It is cozy. You can get a cup of coffee. You can get all kinds of fun drinks. There's a kids section. It's a fun, inviting, cozy place to be in the middle of Main Street in downtown Greenville. This looks like they went into a warehouse and just were like, put up a few shelves and then add pipe in the smoke um, so you know people are smoking a pipe uh, and and then we'll call it a bookstore that everyone wants to hang out at. This bookstore is such a bad bookstore that they can't host the Jane Austen Club there. <laughs> They can't, this bookstore, which would be a natural place to host that event for free as part of getting people in the door, they can't host it there. They go across the street to the bar, right? Yes. Okay. Like next door. Next door to the bar. And then the bar is going to close. And now Allison Sweeney is absolutely unraveling at the fact that she doesn't know where they're going to host the Jane Austen Club. I, I got three or four ideas literally anywhere with the roof. There are so many places. They do make the point, though. She says this was the only bar that doesn't have a bunch of Boston Celtic fans in it. Yeah, like but cheering. it doesn't have yeah, to be a bar. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can host that thing anywhere. I just, none of none of them were, like, none of them were actively, like, it was the reason they were there was because of the drinking. None of them were. I, I just, the, the fact that they just, couldn't have a place to host this because this one bar is closing down was crazy to me. Also, the Jane Austen ghost bit, and I said this a little bit my uh, my hot take, but uh-huh. you're 100% right. You forget that the, the bit of this movie is Jane Austen is a ghost helping prod our lead character when necessary. You should not forget that. Yeah. There's there should, no forgetting the ghost in three three bad two bath. No way. Ghost. No forgetting. You should never forget that Jane Austen's ghost yeah. 
is a part of this movie. And we, I did regularly. And if I, if she was on screen more, the movie would have been better for it. And that's unfortunate. Um, they give her such a hard time about ordering a Tom Collins. And I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I would say the majority of bartenders working in any establishment that isn't a chain would know how to make a Tom Collins. Do you have Tom Collins on bottle? It's a it's a mixed drink, so it's more than one thing. So I don't think you can get them pre-made. Hey, do you have a Tom Collins? Yeah, I do. I've got a bottle at home. You should let him know. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Sorry. My gentleman caller would be proud. Yeah, he would be. Your Yours would. He'd be okay. He'd be all right. Okay. Uh, I just, I feel like it was a weird move to show that she's old fashioned to your point, Brian, she hates the internet, but uses modern technology regularly. And then they want to establish that she's old fashioned by having her husband or no, I'm sorry, her fiance or almost fiance, her boyfriend explain to the guy that an, a, a Tom Collins is a drink. You just don't order anymore. Bring her this instead. It was so much of that scene was just absolutely absurd. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, let's talk about the, what the hallmarks were. I wonder what could have been. Maybe have a good clear or stuff. Um, Brian. Yeah. I'm wondering what else Trevor's acquiring here. His, if you develop, he has app, a busy couple oh, weeks, that's for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He sure does. It's his app is called faves and it's just lists of things people <laughs> like. And like, the amount of things he can acquire is endless. Like you just pick the top 10 things and go buy them. Like what else is he buying? You know? <laughs> yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah. And there's so many list apps. I, I don't like, what are you like? What are you doing right faves. now? Faves. Yeah. But is there a faves app where oh, you sure. only make lists about your faves? I don't know. Um, my biggest question is um, just kind of the, the point of the Jane Austen in this movie. Correct. Yes. Um, where'd she come from? Where'd she go? Uh, <laughs> Jane Austen. I don't know. Uh, she appears. I kind of gives some like wisdom. And then it's like, you, you, you've, you've seen it through. She walks and disappears in the what? woods like bagger vance. And like, I just like, I, I still don't fully understand. Yeah. The, that's, thing and i think maybe if we would have done just the love story or just really emphasizing the he- more heavily on jane austen's ghost then this movie would have been elevated even more for me but like the fact that those two basically seem pretty like divorced yes. plot devices i was just kind of like i don't really understand what's happening with jane austen in this movie <laughs> yeah. uh dan at the end of this movie they kiss and or right before they kiss she's like Maybe he says this is when they would kiss, and then it says they would live happily ever after. Mm. I I know that it is a cop-out to ask if, if this couple is still together, but one of these people hates technology and is a, a, a homebody that likes a routine and to read a book by a cozy fire, and the other one is a tech billionaire who probably travels the world acquiring companies. Apparently only acquires local companies I, now. I just, <laughs> it doesn't seem like the local Boston companies. these two people match up at all, and, and it doesn't seem sure. like they would live happily ever after at all. So that would be my question. Um, we did everybody. Yeah, Congratulations. Did. Uh, Brian, you take the rest of the week off. 
Take the rest of the week off. Uh, sure. And we're going to be back tomorrow with Deck the Lifetime Uncorked. Tall, dark, and dangerous. Ooh, what a combo. It's going to be great to have Patrick back. And then on Thursday, Jax is joining yeah. us to review an Up TV movie. Big fun week with some friends. Hopefully you'll join us for all of them. Until then, maybe we're the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast is produced by Aaron Shea. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on the Deck the Hallmark family, you can go to bramblejamplus.com. Deck the Hallmark is presented by Philo TV. For a free trial of Philo, go to philo.tv slash DTH. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here in the old studio. Thanks for listening or don't listen. It's really up to you at this point. It's at the end of the show. I mean, you're listening to me. Hi. But here they come. I promise they're coming. Yep. Here they are. Happy day.